I feel like wanting to have more sex and spice up your intimacy and just be more intimate with your partner in general is like an issue in itself. Mm -hmm. But then also like trying to start a family like brings on like a whole other stress levels. And one, I just feel like you have to release yourself from these timelines of when you thought you should be doing certain things. Like these are imaginary timelines that we put on ourselves and that we feel like society has put on us, but they don't exist. Like you want to make sure you have like a healthy, like relationship and intimacy, obviously is super important for you. So you want to have that, like figure it out too, especially before you start a family, because things get harder. It's so hard. Like I remember when I was in that situation, it was so hard. And if you don't talk about it, it just creates more of a wedge in between you and more resentment. So the answer to everything, I think communication. (laughs) This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Confident Collective. It's Christina. And Rayanne, how is life week two in the Greek islands, Christina? Okay. I don't, I, I need, I wish you could all see like this view I'm staring at right now. It is just so breathtaking and I love it here so much. Like I think that I needed to like actually slow down a little bit. And I didn't realize that until I got here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like the Greek lifestyle just is like beach, food, beach, sun, adventure, sleep. <laughs> like it's just... This is a dream. Do you know what I mean? It's the dream. And I'm freaking loving it so much. And I'm like, still cannot get over this place that we're staying at right now in Galinos. It is so stunning. It's our friend's house. They were so generous to let us stay here for the week or like two weeks because they weren't using it. And it's just breathtaking. Like the sun sets perfectly every single night here. And it's so funny because for like the first couple, for the first like five days, I was taking pictures like every single night of the sunset. And then after a while, you almost like get used to the view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now that I'm sitting here talking to you, just staring out at it, I'm like, wow, like this place is just breathtaking. I love it so much. And I've gotten so many messages from people being like, Screw LA and New Jersey. Move to Greece. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, maybe for summers only, but the rest of the year, absolutely not. But Steve and I actually took a solo little trip to Batmos. And I know I've talked about this before, but if you're tra- traveling around the Greek islands, like I really can't recommend enough choosing like a group of islands that are close together that you can travel by ferry, like the Kikladis that I know you loved that has like Mykonos, Milos, Paros. That's a group. We're in the Dodecanesis, which is like 12 islands. So it's like Rhodes, Kos, Kalimnos, Patmos, Lipsi, Leros, like so many. And they have ferries that you can just travel in between. And it just makes it so much easier to bounce around. So Steve and I were like, bye everyone. And we did a solo couples trip in Palmas for two days. And it was magical. Was it nice to have some solo time? It was not only nice, it's like imperative. Mm. I feel like I've, I know I've talked about it over the past year, like after having Nicholas, but like you first of all, being with a partner for a long time is just difficult in general, right? Like you get into your routines, like 
I feel like sometimes it's like work to keep like romance alive, but like then throw a kid in it and it just changes everything because your priority goes from your partner to your child overnight and like everything changes so quickly and as much as you work to like keep your partner priority and like have fun and like date and I feel like we do do that but it's just different than being alone together like I felt like we were like teenagers like we were first dating we had so much fun like we were we rented like a motorcycle we stayed at this beautiful hotel we were like going skinny dipping and like just being like carefree and like I love this so much like literally like we didn't have a worry in sight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we just had so much fun, so much fun. So if you have a kid, especially, and you can take even like a night away, two, I, I feel like two nights is like the men you should do. Cause you need a time to get in, like relax into it. I feel like one night you just start to like, okay. Ooh, oh. And then speaking as yeah. someone with no kids or no experience, this is what I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah. You, you need at least two nights, but like two nights is enough. Do you know what I mean? Two nights is enough to like have so much fun together. Yeah. Oh, I love um, that. and then pop. It was so, so good. It was so good. And like, also like Steve has a motorcycle in LA that we never take out. And I'm like, wait, I love going on rides together. Like, why don't we do this in LA? And then I was like, wait a minute, this is completely different in LA. You're sitting in traffic. People are honking at you. Like, we were like the only people on the road, like wind in the hair, like no, like no stress in sight. So it was so nice. And Patmos is such a cute Island. You guys, it's really adorable. There's like a huge monastery there. So it's like pretty famous for that. And, um, the, the port town Scala is so cute. The town Jora is really cute. So anyways, if you're looking for like a quick trip in Greece too, I really recommend it. Amazing. It's crazy how many, like, I'm like, uh, there's so many Greek islands. I'm like, how? I like, mean, there's like over 10,000 islands. It's crazy. Like how, like, it's kind of like, how do you know which one to go to and like, what's going to be there? It's kind of crazy. There's so many. There's so many. Also though, can I tell you the island that I'm staying on right now, Gaiunas. Okay. This is insane. You guys, <laughs> the tap water, like the water is salt water. Like you can't escape salt water. Like you leave the beach and you rinse off the salt water. You brush <gasps> your teeth with salt water. Like all the water is salt water. Oh, it's so you wash weird. your hair and with salt water. Yeah. You're like, literally when you brush your teeth, you're brushing your teeth with salt water. Interesting. Has your hair you just been any, has your hair just been like so salty? Well, I mean, sometimes I don't even like want to shower after the beach. I'm like, what's the point? I'm just showering in more salt water. Like it's weird. My hair actually thrives like in salt water, but my skin um. has been struggling because it's just so dry. Cause like salt is super drying too. And like a little bit is great, but like when you're bathing in it as constantly. well, <laughs> it's constantly, it's been so much. And then also I've been eating like so much cheese and oil. So maybe that's affecting my skin anyways. Maybe all the um, fried feta. Like, probably that's like probably exactly it. But then when we were in Batmos, we got spa treatments as well. And they couldn't give me a massage. Like they just, they didn't have a masseuse available, but we wanted to do treatments at the same time. So I was like, oh, I'll just get a facial. You guys, it was the worst facial I've ever had in my entire life. Why? What made it so bad? 
Well, first of all, it was weird. It was like a fake facial. Like they didn't do like any extractions or anything like that. And they put us like in a couple's room. So it was like weird because he was getting a massage and I was like getting a facial. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But I hated the products they put on my skin. Like they all burnt my skin and they, none of them like felt good. Like honestly, some of them, I was like, what the fuck are they putting on my skin? It was like literally burning. And what? you know me, like, I feel like I, norm- I normally say things and I don't know why I did not speak up at all. And then they started doing like, what's it called? Like a geisha? Wait, is that guasha? Guasha. Okay. But I got a 75 minute facial to keep up with Steve's 75 minute massage. So they were guashing a guasha. Wait, I don't know how to say it. My face for 70 freaking minutes. Dude. First of all, the reason I didn't speak up, I know why, is because I passed the fuck out in it. So obviously like I was really relaxed. So I felt like I couldn't complain about it if I slept through like 15 <laughs> minutes of it. But when I, Steve was like, you were snoring. He, when I woke up, my skin was like raw from this freaking like crystal being rubbed on my face for an hour straight. It Dude. was bad. Then the next day and the day afterwards, I was like, my skin was so bumpy, like raised like crazy. It was awful. Lesson learned, never getting a facial from like a place that's not reputable for facials. Like, duh, huge, just rookie mistake. It was not worth it. Yeah. I'm like picky about that. I usually just get massages when I'm traveling. Cause I'm like scared of, I don't know what products they're going to use, but also I'm just shocked you didn't say anything because I'm the queen of like, if I have a massage, like it literally, and I don't know why, but like if the pressure is too hard or they're doing something weird, I literally, I don't know why this is. I have to like pump myself up to like say something like, okay. I like practice it in my head. I'm like, Oh, do you mind just going a little bit softer? Oh, do you mind just like, I like literally say it in my head like 20 times. I don't know why. Like I get, I think it's because it's like, I don't want to break the relaxation, but it's like, wait, it's my relaxation. Like I can say something. I don't know. I could literally be in a massage getting like, be like in pain. And I will be like thinking about saying it for like 10 minutes straight or longer. Or I'll go through a whole massage and never say it. It's an issue. I think I can kind of understand that though, because I think it's taken me a while to say something too. And I think for me, when it comes to massages, I'm always like, it's going to get a little bit better or it's going to change. It's just like for this body part or it's just this. And then you're scared to like ask them to go a little bit harder because then all of a sudden, what if it's hurting and then you need to go like a little bit softer. So yeah, I could under, I could understand that. But speaking of the super, super important <laughs> when it comes to that, because it's like, dude, like you're paying for this service. I like know. I should have been like, and I think the reason I also didn't speak up. Well, what are you going to say? That I slept. Exactly. I'm like, I might be like, don't use these products. They burn my skin. It's like, this is like our products. Like, I, like what else are they going to do? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I think your skin looks good right now. It looks good now because of this product that I'll talk about when we get to our obsessed with, but damn. Okay. My shit was raw, 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 raw. Damn. Anyways, what have you been up to? Honestly, I kind of like joked, teased about this on my Instagram a little bit, but I think that I'm really at peace with that. My time in LA is coming to an end. And so I'm just trying to really soak it up for all that it's worth. I've been like going to all these restaurants and like doing all this stuff, like really going and like going to the beach, trying, you know, going all to Silver, like Santa Monica. I'm just trying to really soak it up while I'm here. I'll share more as I figure it out because I really haven't figured out details. Like everything's very up in the air. So 
I got to figure some shit out. As you're soaking up all these different parts, are you feeling like, wait, do I want to leave this? Or are you like, no. is it more solidifying your decision to leave? It, it's not that I'm leaving. Cause I'm like, I hate LA. It's, it's, yeah, it's more just like a feeling of like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. And there are some parts of it that I'm like, yeah, get me the heck out of here for sure. Mostly when it comes to right. mostly when it comes to like men and dating. But uh, other than that, no, I feel like I feel like I'm just appreciating it. So I can come back here to like and who knows, maybe come back one day, maybe come back and visit, but just be in like a good mindset about it. I'm not leaving on like a bitter note, you know. I like that. Yeah. And Okay. The other thing I have to tell everybody is, you know how last, last week on the episode, I was like, I was in Paris and I got 1200 people who liked me on Bumble, blah, blah, blah. I've been back in LA, zero, zero people. I was incognito mode. So I have to do that. You're fucking psycho. I told you. I'm like, no way. (laughs) So I have to make a public apology to Bumble. I'm very sorry for shaming your app. I was incognito mode, so no one could see me, so no one could like me. Because that Missy was like, Ryan, let's be real. No even weirdos have liked you. Like, there has to be a glitch. I'm like, nope, it's not a glitch. It's just me. <laughs> so that was good news. Okay, so have you had a bunch of matches since? Or like, what's the situation? No, that would require me to like people back. Which I have done. Oh. I know. Listen, you're you're not giving us the full stories here, okay? I know, I know. But I feel like- the match, the likes are in there. I just haven't matched with anybody because that would require me to match with people. You know what I mean? So yeah. But speaking of men, I had like a weird series of run-ins on Saturday. It was just very strange. And I was at this concert, Kenny Chinese concert, having the best time. And I don't know if you guys remember that guy who we, our first date, we did karaoke and it was like amazing. We like saw each other for like four months and like, I really liked him and ended up breaking up with him essentially. I don't even know what it was called breaking up because I asked him to be exclusive and he said I wasn't ready. Anyway, I ended up like ending things with him over a text before I left on my trip because there were many things involved. I was not in a good headspace. He was giving me very minimal energy. And I was like, I don't even think he deserves a phone call, which is maybe better. But I was like, if he wants to call me, he can call me. But like, I'm ending. I ended it over text. Okay. I ran into him at a concert on Saturday night and I literally like screamed and ran away. And he was like, are you not even going to say hi to me? And I was like, Oh my God. Sorry. I just wasn't expecting to see you. I acted like a complete weirdo. Wait, did you actually scream in his face and run away? Or did you like scream to yourself, pretend you didn't see him. And then he obviously saw you in text. You'd be like, what? Okay. So it's a loud concert. We were on the floor of the concert. We were like walking out to go to the bathroom. So like everyone's like funneling out, funneling out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like look back and I see him and then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, <gasps> and then I like look back and then walk faster. So I think it seemed like I was running away. And then I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, I can't do this. So then I turned back and was like, hi. And I was just being weird. And I gave him a hug, but he's like holding another woman's hand. Like, I'm not going to like, I didn't feel like that was the time to like have a catch up at a concert on the floor yeah. of a venue while he's with another woman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was yeah, like, definitely not the moment. So I just like, was like, Hey, I gave him a quick hug. 
how are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Like, and then I like peaced out. Like I wasn't going to whatever. But then I was like, oh, that was kind of shitty of me. So I, I, I did text him and I was like, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to like, I didn't mean to, <laughs> I don't even know what I said. I was like, hey, sorry, I just wasn't expecting you to see you. Hope you're doing well. And then we started texting. Okay. And long story short, we're going out tonight and I'm kind of scared. I'm like, why does he want to go out with, he like says he misses me so much, all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like he's going to like Julia Roberts, me and friends. Have you seen that episode? I don't know. What is that reference? Give it to me because I don't know. Basically like Chandler, like did something to this girl, like in elementary school. And she held on to this for like years and no. years and got revenge. And I'm like, is he just asking me out? And then he's going to like get revenge on me. Cause I ended things with him over a text and then like tried to run away from him at a concert. So definitely not. That's not what's going to happen. I feel like he just wants to hang out with you. You guys had such a good time. Maybe I think that maybe from, maybe you just wanted things to be a little bit more serious than he did, but that doesn't yeah. mean he didn't want to like continue dating you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. We're going out tonight. So we'll see how it goes. And now I don't want anything serious with him. So it's fine. So that's why I feel good going into it. Yeah. You'll have so much fun. <laughs> think about, think about like all those fun dates that you guys had together. I know we did you know? have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And also, I feel like this will get you back into wanting to like date in America again. Yeah, that's going to be hard, but I do need to do it. I need to rip the bandaid off, which is what I'm doing tonight. So there we go. Those are, those are all my updates. Other than that, I feel like my life has been pretty quiet back here in the US of A. My only other update is that holy fucking shit. Having a toddler is so hard, you guys. It is so hard. Even when you're on vacation, as amazing as this is, when you have a baby, it's not fully vacation. Like, it's just not. Like, you're just, like, parenting in a really beautiful spot and, like, doing (laughs) really cool things with your child, like, out of the ordinary. But, like, parenting still has to happen. Yeah. Like, your baby still has to eat. The house that we're staying at is literally a death sentence for Nicholas. And it's like literally the least child safe place in existence. And my son tries to climb over the balconies. He tries to now jump off stairs. I'm like, what is happening? And I like posted something about it. And they're like, dude, like, don't you realize like, this is what you wanted when you wanted a sad baby, like someone super adventurous, someone like really free spirited, super independent. I'm like, this is not what I expected. And I I take it back. (laughs) And then one of my closest friends was like, that is not like, because he's a boy. He's like, that is because he's your child. You like to do all the dangerous shit too. And I'm like, Oh, Oh man. I think she's right. But anyways, it is, it is not. It is not. I don't know how I'm going to tame this child. And then part of me is like, that. Eh. Yeah. Just let him be. I mean, let him be. Like, just make sure he doesn't jump off the balcony. But other than that, let his little adventurous heart run free. So what, yeah. are you just like chasing him around, like pulling him off of things? Like I picture him like, like literally like, like scaling walls and stuff. Yes. That, that is what he's trying to do. If he can climb the walls, he, he has tried. It is <laughs> insane. Like, and also like, For instance, there's goats all over the place here. Yeah. And we took him out to see the goats the other day. And it was like the cutest thing ever. But then he refused to get back in the car. Like he wanted to stay and get closer to the goats. Like some of them are like, have these like huge giant like rams. Like 
it could be dangerous. Like they're friendly animals, but still I'm not even kidding you. He like protested on the side of the road and would not like sat down <laughs> and would not get up. We had to like carry him into the car, but yeah, he's just climbing everything. There was like a cat outside, like at dinner and he like tried climbing up the walls to like say hi to the cat. <laughs> like he's it's just, it's insane. It's oh. insane. And I'm like, how, and then he's like so sweet at the same time. And I'm like, I mean, I guess you could be sweet and absolutely have zero chill, but that's yeah, how he is. he's sweet and wild, energetic, sweet and so wild, so wild. Oh my God. Crazy. So crazy. say a prayer for me. <laughs> I will say a prayer for you. You're going to need a vacation from your vacation. Oh my gosh. 100%. Steve and I are five year wedding anniversaries coming up in September. So I'm like, we need a soldier. Yes, you do. Five years. Damn. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, Christina, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay. So one thing I've really started to notice is how different Americans are than Europeans. And like the one thing I've really been noticing is when it comes to patience. So for instance, the island that we're on right now is really, really famous for rock climbing. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, North Face hosts like their annual rock climbing competition here every year. Like it's wild. Don't tell Nicholas. Um, so I, yeah, seriously. So there's like so many cool Europeans here. And anyways, there are like a lot of them are here for sport. We were at this restaurant yesterday and the restaurant was packed, packed. And there was like one woman who is the hostess the waiter for every single table, also the person checking out every single table and like the food runner, like she, they needed to hire more people. But it was like my family and this other American family that you could tell were like super anxious. Like, like what's taking so long, what's taking so long. And it's like, you almost like can't help but have that sort of energy. And I just feel like we're just used to that in America. Like it's almost like yeah. you're born with it. It's like ingrained and other tables too, like the European families, dude, they were so much more chill. Like you could tell, like they were starting to get like a little frustrated, but it, the energy was so different, so different. And then finally I'm like, wait, like, why are we stressing out? Like, we, like, yeah, I guess we were kind of like hangry. Maybe that probably added to it a little bit. But I was like, we literally have nowhere to go. Yeah. Nothing to do. We were sitting at this gorgeous beachfront restaurant with this insane view ahead of us. We can go down to the water and like swim while we're waiting for our food. Like what's the stress? Like what's that energy for? And I feel like it. it's really just because like that is just what we're so used to feeling. We're just so used to like the certain urgency all the time. We're used to like everything being like, so go, 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 go. And it was just so apparent to me when I saw the complete opposite from other people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. This actually reminds me of a TikTok I saw that was a woman talking about, she grew up in Europe and talked about like the difference in like growing up as a child in Europe versus America and how like you would just be out as like a kid with your parents to like 10, 11, 12 at night at restaurants or things like there was like less space to like be a kid. She was like, there's pros and cons to both. But yeah, definitely. She kind of talked about that, like also like slower lifestyle, more just like go with the flow, just like less high strung, I guess. But that's interesting. No, that's what exactly what it was. And then my mom, finally, we got our food. My mom is getting so stressed out. 
for like this Norwegian family who hasn't gotten served yet. And she's like, I just they haven't gotten their food yet. And I'm like, why do you care? They're chill. Wait, but your mom was born in Greece. Yeah, but yeah, she was born in Greece, but she came to Brooklyn when she was eight and Brooklyn will change you quick. Okay. Okay. I see. Eight years old. She got to Brooklyn and all of her patients left, left. (laughs) Exactly. It was like, I'm like, you're like worried about them now. I'm like, chill the fuck out. It was just ridiculous. But yeah, I think that's so true. And then that's also something, something that you said about the kids, because when we were in Botmos, we don't see it as much here because like where we're staying is a little bit more isolated. Um, but in Botmos, there was like literally groups of like four-year-old kids biking the streets together at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like just having the time of their lives. Like it was just so, uh, it's just so different. Yeah. It's, it's really so different. Okay. Anyway, so that's what I've been obsessed with. Be a little bit less high strung and a little bit more go with the flow. Like our European friends. And I do think like, I will say one thing, I mean, America, the American way of life is just, everything goes against that. It's just like our whole system and our whole lifestyle is built in like a rush in like, go here, go here. Like, whereas like what I'm researching, I'm going to Copenhagen in September and I'm researching on the trip and I don't remember what it's called, but like they have like an afternoon ritual where like places shut down and similar in, in Greece and stuff too. Like, yeah, you sit down and you like, there's a word for it. You like have a sweet treat and a coffee in the afternoon. And like you, it's like, it is designated to just like slow down and have something sweet and like chill. And I'm like, I want that to be my lifestyle constantly. (laughs) I know that's perfect for your lifestyle too. No, well in Spain, it's like a siesta. And then today here, I had to go to the car rental. And yesterday Steve was trying to go to the gym and we didn't check the times and they were both closed from like one to four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People need to rest. So, yeah. need to rest. Anyways, what are you obsessed with? I hate that I'm even going to say this, but I have to talk about it because I feel like this guy has come out of nowhere. I'm sure you have seen him on TikTok, on Instagram. His name is Andrew. I think it's Andrew Tate. He, no, dude, I have no idea who he is. Oh my God. He is essentially this guy who is so toxic spreading the most horrific misogynistic messaging to other men he basically has created like a pyramid scheme within his own business of like he sells court he's at the top and sells courses and sells this like this like bundle of courses and shit and then it's a pyramid scheme and then people make money if they sell courses yada 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 and he's okay. kind of gone viral for so that that's another reason why he's gone viral because all these people who have bought his stuff is re- are resharing his stuff, and then also he just says the are most, they resharing it positively like they like working s- for him both both like okay. these like men are like brainwashed into like like he'll say like women are I believe women are property. I, uh, and I like, or the, he'll be like, oh, I would never be with a woman over 30. There have been way too many dicks inside her. And then he'll be like, I slept, with, I slept with over probably 600 women. I can't keep track. I've slept with 600 women. And uh, he just is disgusting. And he's spreading these like super toxic, misogynistic, just horrible, horrible, like things about women. And he's going viral because a people, some people agree with him. B everyone's making fun of him or roasting him or doing parodies of him or whatever, but he's making millions. He's making millions off of this. Does he have famous friends? Like, has he seen I think or he, associated with other people? 
I think he, well, he's been like, well, now he has been, but prior to that, I think he was on a re, I think he was on big brother or something, but I don't, of course he was. maybe, I don't know if I just made that up. I don't know. I need to fact check that. Okay. Well, it seems like he's a, a boxer, right? I don't know. He's like, that kind of shocks me. He gives me very dweeby vibes. Like, I feel like he couldn't get laid in high school and now he's like taking out his aggression on everybody. Has what's her name like done a big thing about him? Who? Oh, gosh, how, how, how did I forget her name? A uh, woman on TikTok. She's like so funny. And like she roasts guys who like are oh, super misogynistic. Drew. I'm sure yeah, she Drew. has. I'm sure she has. But this guy's like on another level. I am seeing him everywhere. He's on. It's just. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like people are like either roasting him or like paired. I haven't seen anyone supporting him. Thank God. What the fuck? In 2016, Tate gained public notoriety following his removal his removal from the 17th season of Big Brother after the release of a video in which Tate appeared to beat a woman with a belt. Jesus Christ. What? Tate said the actions were consensual. Okay, well, that was definitely probably UK Big Brother because yeah, it's weird because on. he does have he doesn't have an accent, but then sometimes he will have a British accent, and I don't know if it's like mm. and it's honestly annoying me really badly because you know I can't help but speak an English accent sometimes, and now he does that, and I'm like, <laughs> ew, I can never do that again. But anyway, it just he's disgusting and it makes me sick like the stuff he's saying and I'm like what is going on but there have been a lot of interviews recently where he's just getting his ass handed to him so there is hope but I'm just like am I the only one who's seeing this am I just on like this side of TikTok or is everyone seeing this I need to know I, I'm not seeing that I'm for some reason on Birkin TikTok oh god um, I was on that as well <laughs> which I don't want to be there either but it's better than Andrew Tate's TikTok for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but now I'm going to have to do some research. I wonder if Steve has ever heard of him. Yeah. I'll have to ask him. It's like his mindsets are kind of scary. All right. Well, enough to talk about Wait. him. I don't need to give him any more airtime, but I just needed to know if anyone else was seeing him all over. All right, Christina, what was the product that saved your skin from this hell fa facial from hell? Okay. I love this product so much. I feel like I might've spoken about it before, but it's the feelist most wanted facial oil. And it's funny because when I was packing here, I was like being really selective with my skincare. And I was like, do I really need to bring this face oil? Am I going to use it like every single day? And I was like, yeah, bring it. I love it so much. So it has CBD in it, which is really good for inflammation. It's really hydrating. It's like, it just feels like so creamy and luxe and it hydrates your entire face. And I use it on my neck and decolletage too, with like the smallest amount of drops. I'm not even kidding you guys. I wish I took a photo of what my face looked like. Like even I came home from Potmos and my mom was like, oh my gosh, like what happened to your face? Like it was, it was raised. Like it looked really, really bad. And I used that one time and it calmed it all down. Damn. I love it so much. It's kind of expensive, but I think it's like $99. So I guess, I don't know if that's expensive for skincare. I feel like it's not like cheap. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I but it lasts expensive. months. It lasts months and I think it's totally, totally worth it. Especially if you like CBD and skincare, this one is fantastic and it really works. Like I cannot believe, I feel like it saved my skin from this terrible gua sha facial. <laughs> 
Honestly, yeah. All right. Well, I don't think it was. I think it was just the gua sha for 75 minutes because gua sha, I've had a gua sha facial and I've loved it. No, it was that plus probably bad products. Yeah. True, 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 true. What's what's your obsessed with product? So I've been wearing this. I got this silver chain belt for Stagecoach. It's like a Western oh, yeah. belt. I don't even know how to just, it's like a silver chain Western belt. I think there's a specific name for it. I want to call it like a conch belt, but I think I'm using the term conch shell. I don't think that's what it's called. Oh yeah. Concho. C-O-N-C-H-O. It's like very Western. I got it for stagecoach and now I've just been wearing it with so many things. And I'm like, just, I love like the vibe and extra flair it gives and it's on Amazon. We'll link it per usual. I And I was surprised that it fit my waist because finding a chain belt that fits my waist is like very rare for me. Granted, it's on the last loop. Like I have no cute chain hanging down or anything, but I just feel like it adds such a cool like flair to an outfit. Also, I've been on the silver train recently. I've been loving wearing silver jewelry. So my silver accessory game has been really having a comeback but yeah this belt I just feel like it's so fucking cool and it's it's so cool I love that I, I love the way you style it too because I feel like it has such a western flair but you don't have to style it in a, with a western look do you know what I mean yeah like I haven't like I've been styling it with like kind of more like even like that Spanishy kind of like that like what's that trend I mean, this like white linen skirt I got in coppery and like a linen top and then this belt like I just think that yeah, it's so cool. I like mixing between like it's a super Western piece, but then wearing it with non-Western attire, obviously. So it's not like, whoa, this girl's going to the rodeo. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay, let's get into our ask away. Okay. I have one here. Do you want me to read this one? Perfect. Okay. Okay. Hi, Christina and Ryan. My husband and I haven't had sex nearly as much as we used to. Over time, it's gone down. I've always felt like I've been the one to try to be sexual, even when I'm not happy with my body or appearance. I know my husband doesn't always feel happy with his either, and it really plays a role in his sex drive. I've expressed my concerns many times, especially now that we are trying to have a family. I have turned into what I feel like is a crazy, and I'm always trying to get him to have sex with me at the time of ovulation. However, we often don't do it. It just results in us fighting. Any advice on what I can do? I feel like I'm missing my goals of when I wanted to have a family, and I feel this added pressure, perhaps why I'm acting this way. Hmm. I mean, firstly, I will say I've been there before where I feel like, well, I obviously wasn't trying to have a baby, but I was the partner who wanted to have sex a lot more. And I do think it's rare. It's like, I feel like in general, women always joke that like, like it's usually the opposite. And I was always the one that like wanted to initiate it more. So I feel you. I think, yeah, when you're adding in, obviously trying to start a family, it adds like a little bit extra pressure. And I, it sounds like something else is going on here. Like there, I feel like when there's problems in the bedroom and like sexual intimacy, there's probably like something else bigger going on below the surface that you two need to talk about. And a tip from Sex with Emily, which is a podcast you should 100% listen to. So great, super educational. Never talk about like sex in the bedroom. So I, and what she means by that is like having these raw conversations. It's best to do it not when you're like super vulnerable and intimate in the bedroom, like outside the bedroom. And like, hey, are you like 
I really want to talk to you about, you know, like starting this family and starting to, you know, actively try. Is there a time that will be good for you when you have like the mental capacity to to talk about this? And I think step one is having a conversation and see where your husband's at. Cause I kind of feel like there's something going on there. Yeah. 100%. I also feel like this is like two different issues because I feel like wanting to have more sex and spice up your intimacy and just be more intimate with your partner in general is like an issue in itself. Mm -hmm. But then also like trying to start a family, like brings on like a whole other stress levels. And one, I just feel like you have to release yourself from these timelines of when you thought you should be doing certain things. Like these are imaginary timelines that we put on ourselves and that we feel like society has put on us, but they don't exist. Like you need to work things out with your husband. You want to make sure you have like a healthy like relationship and intimacy obviously is super important for you. So you want to have that like figured out too, especially before you start a family because things get harder. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's really important to address first and foremost too. I find that a lot of women become so obsessed with ovulation and having sex during a certain time frame that it literally takes out so much of like the fun and the romantic element and intimate element about having sex with your partner. And I understand it's super important because you literally have like two days a month and then a whole other month goes by and it is really, really stressful. But I think that if you want to, want to, I would listen, I would go back and listen to our episodes with Dr. Viviana because she gives some really great tips on like how to spice up your sex life and how to make intimacy more fun. And I think that like addressing those two concerns separately will really help you a lot. Mm -hmm. Good advice. Good advice, Christina. Yeah. I think honestly, I think you covered it. Yeah. I mean, and, and know that this is something that like, I don't know why, like sex is just hard to talk about with your partner sometimes. And it's especially harder when you're trying to start a family. And also if someone's defensive in the relationship, do you know what I mean? So I think doing what you said, Ray, and addressing it outside of the bedroom, listen to the episode with Dr. Viviana, try and just have more fun with your partner in general and like see where that goes. Yeah. And yeah, it can be so, it's so hard. Like I remember when I was in that situation, it was so hard. And if you don't talk about it, it just creates more of a wedge in between you and more resentment. So Mm -hmm. the answer to everything, I think communication. (laughs) Um, 100%. Yeah. I think you had a good point where it's kind of like two separate things going on. Mm -hmm. So I think step one is kind of talking about that physical intimacy and, and that side of things before you are talking about having a baby. Um, 100% because as Christina has shared with us when you have a kid it is no easy feat you are it changes things <laughs> yeah 100% and also as someone who I feel like is less of the pursuer when it comes to sex I feel like Steve is more of like the pursuer I don't know is pursuer the right word An uh, initiator Initiator. Initiator. I feel like it's been super important for me to like 
have conversations with him too, to know, because like, just because you're not necessarily initiating things doesn't mean that you don't necessarily want to have sex or like, doesn't mean that right. there's like something more going on. There's just like maybe a lack of communication or like, you know, maybe you are just fucking tired or he's just fucking tired or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, yeah, just goes back to communication. And I hope that this helps. Yeah. Okay, everybody. That's all we got for you today. As always, thanks for listening. Love ya. Bye. Love ya. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.